I assure you that All right, we are back. This is the Common Chaos Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing out there today? Uh, we took a week off. I took a week off and didn't do an episode last week because I was sick. That shit was god-awful. If anybody has gotten the flu, I apologize. Uh, I don't know why I'm apologizing, but it was it was horrible. It was the worst, uh, the worst flu I've gotten, I would say, in like a good couple of years, man. It knocked me on my ass. I was had the chills. Ah, oh, it was the worst. I was sweating every single night. I only had it for like three days, so I didn't catch it too heavy. But I did at the same time. Like I didn't. It didn't knock me off my ass for too long. Uh, woke up last Tuesday feeling like shit. Affected me Wednesday, Thursday. I was off. I got to sleep all day. Friday felt a little better. Uh, by Saturday, Sunday, I was I was feeling close to being a hundred percent again. Um, so it didn't, it didn't, it didn't knock me dead and, and it didn't take me forever to recover, but man, it got a lingering cough still. And I don't have all my strength back. I, and what sucks is the strongest challenge started this week and everybody was, was just talking a bunch of shit and I couldn't let it, I couldn't let those motherfuckers show me up. Fuck you guys. I could not let Andrew and Andre and all these other pieces of shit, uh, do me up on my own challenge. So I had to go in Monday, had to go lift had to fucking sweat my ass off. It was a good time though. Had fun. Had a lot of fun. A lot of fun uh, this past week. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying it's a lot of fun because uh, it was definitely a roller coaster ride. I'm gonna be getting into that. That's what this episode's gonna be about. Gonna be about the the life that is happening right now. I don't know. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm not making sense with shit that I'm saying. We got a lot of stuff. A lot of uh, stuff to cover. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. That was fun. We're going to talk about uh, some recent fights that, that took place, uh, get some fight talk out. I haven't, I haven't done that in a minute, so I'm going to talk. I'm sorry, I keep hitting the pop guard with my hat. I apologize, guys. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Um, I want to talk about a little bit about the uh, recent conversation um, with... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Going through my notes. I apologize. We're going to talk about the Joe Rogan episode with uh, Rose Namajunas and Pat Berry. That's a very powerful episode. Uh, Rose Namajunas is a beautiful human being, and that episode was fantastic. So there's a couple things on that I want to touch. I want to touch on. Um, we are also going to be talking about uh, difficult conversation topics. Uh, we have the suicide blog up on the website right now. Uh, I wrote a paper on physician-assisted suicide. Uh, me and Brandon, my good friend Brandon Hamilton, who's also in the Strongest Challenge with me, uh, he was on the show last month sometime, early last month, and uh, we had a conversation about suicide, and that has been a hot topic. We've had a lot of people reach out to the show, reach out to us, uh, wanting us to continue that conversation and kind of hear our opinions. And We had a discussion going on on Facebook. We had a discussion going on. Um, I've had several discussions just in, in off air, off, off recording. Um, and a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people listen to it. They said that they like the content of the last episode. They've liked the content that I put up as far as the suicide blog goes. Um, so that's a good, a discussion that we're going to continue to talk about, but we're also going to talk about, uh, some other tough topics, uh, that I, I've actually written down a list of topics that I think, 
a lot of people don't like talking about and I'm kind of curious as to who will engage in the conversation with me. I'd like to have some tough conversations and I've been reaching out to some people and I think we're going to be having those coming up here pretty soon. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get a couple more guests in here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week I have a guest. I think next week I'm going to be doing uh, one with Rebecca, uh, my girlfriend. She just recently graduated cosmetology school. Congratulations, babe. I love you. Uh, she graduated like, I want to say a week and a half ago. Uh, maybe two weeks. It was probably two weeks ago yesterday. Was it on Wednesday? No, it was two weeks ago this coming Friday. Uh, she graduated. We went out and hung out with her and raged and partied. And her last official day of school was today. Uh, so she's finished up. She no longer has to go back. She's officially a hairstylist. Uh, she's going to start doing her assistance program at uh, Urban Betty, which is a, a nationally uh, recognized salon. They win tons of awards nationally. Uh, they're rated one of the top, if not the top, uh, salon in Austin year after year. Um, they do a lot. Very, very powerful team. Very powerful company over there. Um, and yeah, she's going to be uh, one of the new assistant hairstylists over there. So that's exciting. Um, I'm going to be talking about her a little bit on the episode today. She has also had a very good week. Clearly, she's graduating, moving on to bigger and better things in her life, making that progress like we're supposed to be doing. So I'm real proud of her. She's probably going to be my guest next week. Um, I'm looking to get Brandon back here in the studio so we can continue our discussion on suicide and t talk about other tough topics because that guy has no filter and will say whatever the fuck he wants and he's a great conversationalist. Uh, so I'm definitely going to get him back in here as well. I'm also going to have my boy Emmanuel in here who's doing the Stronglist Challenge with us. He also works with me and Brandon. Uh, he's a sports nut. We're going to get him in here to talk about cool things. Got my boy Jonathan coming back. Jonathan Morris, Elite Heat Fitness. Uh, he is now kind of a crypto a crypto nut. Um, he's getting real deep into the game. And um, I also have a real quick side note. I have a like a special edition episode I'm going to be releasing here shortly. Uh, it's DJ Cat Mobbins, a.k.a. Oscar. It's his last episode or his his only episode that he's done with us. But it's it was on one of the last days he was here in Austin. Uh, so I'm going to be putting that up soon as well. So we're going to have a little like special edition podcast we're going to be putting up. But um, yeah, he and uh, he and uh, my buddy Brent or his buddy Brent we're really big into crypto, and I kind of went down that path with them. And I have another friend, Jonathan, who's who's getting pretty deep into it too. And he was actually on – he was the fourth episode I ever did, Jonathan Morris. You can go back and listen to his original one. We talked a lot about fitness and a lot about being a good person and, and, and stepping up and, and what it means to be like a role model and a powerful person and a powerful influence. Well, I want him to have, I want to have him back because we're going to talk about some cryptocurrency and some uh, – some bitcoin and some other nonsense and he does spartan races all the time he's like a spartan race pro or something and he like travels the country with him and helps do all the all the tournaments and set up all that stuff he also is like sang the national anthem for him a bunch of times and like opened up and just he's a powerhouse jonathan's fucking fantastic i love that guy shout out jonathan um we're gonna have him back in here we got some good some plans some plans um, before we go any further, I do have to talk about the SoCal Psych Out. The SoCal Psych Out is a festival that I will be attending this March 16th, 17th, and 18th in Pioneer Town, California. Shout out, California. I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming home. I'm coming back. I'm going to be inside you. I'm going to be there for like a week. We're going to have fun. We're going to have an amazing time. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to see my mom. I'm going to see my sister. I'm going to see all my friends. I'm going to see all the fat fucks that are doing the Strong Lifts Challenge with me. Oh, you butter. You fucking butter cakes. Whew, can't wait to see you guys. Uh, got a lot of podcasts we're going to be doing in California. I'm hoping while I'm down there. I'm going to be down there for 
like a week. I'm hoping to do as many as possible. Um, the festival that I'm a part of is called the SoCal Psych Out Festival. It is being thrown by my good friends, Daniel Gaylor, John Gaylor. They are brothers. They are in this band called Shaman Rock. They have a label called Skyship Records. They are teaming up with this company called Big Animal Records, and they're throwing this powerhouse of a festival. It's a festival up in Pioneertown, California. Um, it's a three-day camping festival. They're going to have a ton of bands, a ton of psychedelic, uh, futuristic, progressive rock-style bands, reggae bands. Uh, very holistic, very, very nature, uh, very, very nature infused, very holistic, very natural. It's going to be a good fucking weekend, all good energy. Um, they're getting some yogis out there to do some yoga classes. They're getting meditation classes out there. They're having visual art performers. They're having, um, I believe live artists that are going to be there painting. Um, I'm going to try to bring the entire crew down. I'm going to try to get my sister Jacqueline out there. I'm going to try to get Andrew. I'm going to try to get all the homies out there to, to hang out for a weekend with me. Uh, camp up in Big Bear, have some fun, experience some laughs, some love, some music. Uh, I want to be de- doing some interviews with some bands too. That's that's a big thing. I'm gonna get some of these bands on my podcast, talk about their music, talk about their influences, how they're how they're going through life, what they're doing. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Definitely gonna get Shaman Rock on here, John and Daniel. Gonna get them on here a hundred percent. Talk about uh, the festival, man. This is the second year these guys have done something like this. Last year I was a part of it as well, but only in the promotions aspect. I was pushing it out, sharing the flyer, talking about it, trying to get people out there. Um, this year to actually be involved, have a vendor booth there, being able to do interviews, being able to talk to people, being able to actually do live podcasting there. I know I keep clicking that pen. I'm sorry, I'm putting it down. Anywho, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. March 16th, 17th, and 18th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Pioneer Town, California, SoCal Psych Out. Whew, it's gonna be fun, man. Gonna be fun. I guess we can just start getting into stuff. I mean, we're already kind of talking. I was sick for a week, people. I was sick and got knocked on my ass. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest, um, just punches to the gut during that that three or four days where I was sidelined was not having any energy. I would get out of bed. And if I went, I did go to work. I didn't, I didn't call out of work at all. I left early a couple days because I was just fucking could barely stand and was sweating. It was disgusting. Uh, it was not pleasant to be around, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to work. Um, and I, I, I didn't really, I didn't mind being sick. I knew I was sick and I knew I had to rest. So that was my main goal. I was like, man, I got to just re, I got to recuperate. I got to fucking get as much sleep as I can, allow my immune system to, to, to get back on online, get a little bit more, uh, revved up and, 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 and just fuck, man, I couldn't, I was in bed all day Thursday. Um, and that was after being on my feet for two days and being sick. So that might've been it. I might've just had to sleep for the 18 hours that I slept. You know, it was, it was nice. Um, got some medicine in me, got some medication. I think it kind of might be allergies. I don't know. I had a fever. I had a fever at least three times, like three good fevers too. I was a hundred degrees one time. I was like one one a second time and they lasted, but they, I also sweat so much when I'm sick. And I, I thought that I was breaking it every night. thought that I would wake up the next morning feeling better. And I like Thursday, I for sure felt the worst, but I also slept all day. So I didn't really experience the, the knocking it on my ass and, and that whole, you know, I, I was able to sleep through most of the day and make it through, but it was rough, man. It was rough not being able to get up and do anything. I tried sitting on the computer. I tried fucking playing NBA 2K. I tried doing something to just occupy my mind and keep me going, and I, and I couldn't. I had to lay down, and I was so sore and so achy and had these fucking just crazy chills. It was miserable. 
Um, and then right as I started coming back around, Becca gets it, knocked her on her ass. Although she didn't get it as bad as me. She was only maybe off for like a day, um, maybe maybe two days, but she got it. Roger and David kind of battled with it a little bit, um, but it was going around. So, it, I mean, it might just be allergies. There was a virus going around too that I read about that, that causes flu-like symptoms. Um, and that's affecting people a lot. It's giving them chills and causing little fever outbreaks and, and sniffles and you're congested and pressure head air, uh, like congestion headaches, pressure headaches, all that kind of bullshit. So there's a ton of stuff going around. My mom keeps jumping on me, get the flu shot. And I don't fuck, you know, I just, man, I don't want to fucking start taking medicine. I'm fucking supposed to be young and spry and full of energy and life. Fuck getting sick, man. This sucks. And that's what made me realize I was out of commission for only three days and I was like oh my god this is miserable I cannot stand not being able to do anything or or, or being productive I felt lazy I felt gross I was sitting around got nothing done with common chaos got nothing done with awesome live and local um I, I I did put out an episode, so I was able to record like an extra episode. So I was able to put something out at least. Uh, Austin Live and Local, we had a, a last-minute cancellation too. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise, if you ask me. We had a cancellation. I was like, all right, I don't have to worry about anything on Thursday. I can just rest and relax. And it was tough, man. It was tough. People that are getting sick or that stay sick, fuck, get healthy. So, of course... I'm sick, I'm going around my house looking at everything that's fucking dirty, looking at all the dust, looking at all the nastiness that's in the bathroom, the clutter, just, I'm not clean, my headspace isn't clean, so what do I do? I get in fucking clean mode, and I fucking clean the bathroom, uh, we've completely cleaned the house, our house is 180 degrees different than what it was a week ago, man, we have the zen room all built out, very beautifully nice set up, Everything's organized. The guys got their beer set up in the back now. They're getting a shed. The the it's just it was it's weird. A weird shift is going on and, and we're feeling it, man. We needed to clean, we needed to declutter the mind. And we did it. And there's a good energy going around the house and, and, and that's awesome. Um as I was feeling better, I felt like I needed to obviously get rejuvenated. I I, I only drank water for several days, barely ate. Felt that the, my body went through a little bit of a cleanse, so that felt good. Obviously, getting into the strong lifts and staying active and staying physical and in the gym, so I'm trying to feel better there. What do I do to get in a good headspace? I decide, like, Sunday morning, I'm going to start banging out the best pre-2005, like, post-hardcore, emo, screamo, metalcore, independent. I was all over the fucking charts, but it was nothing post-2005. I'm listening to old Killswitch, Asley Dying, old Thrice, Yellow Card, fucking Cute Is What We Aim For came on. I was listening to Old School Senses Fail. What started it is I put on My Chemical Romance. Fuck all of you guys that hate My Chemical Romance, first of all. And I know that JJ or Andrew or anybody that's fucking listening to this is going batshit crazy right now. But fuck all you guys, because I put in some three cheers for Sweet Revenge, My Chemical Romance, and my entire world turned upside down. Holy shit. I have not listened to that album for in fucking years. And I must have listened to that thing front to back at least twice in a matter of a day, a day and a half. And then every other song... I listened to every song on that album probably 10 times, but listened to the entire album straight through and through at least two times in a row, at least, and just got in this fantastic headspace that was pumping me full of like all this nostalgic memory and energy, and it was really weird. And uh, it's kind of funny because that goes goes along with uh, this whole like rejuvenation, like getting sick. So 
Um, obviously, I try to talk about health as often as I can on here. I think it's very important to be healthy. Um, and, you know, clearly having like guys like Caesar and Jonathan on here who are, who are very deep into, into health advocacy and, and making sure that, that people know uh, what it is to really live a healthy lifestyle, especially a guy like Caesar who's been on the episode who deals with, you know, a chronic illness, something that he'll, he'll have for a good, probably all his life, you know. And, um, you know, being healthy and, and being in a good state of mind, a good head state and a good body state is very important. So I I don't know. I, I put on this old music. I got in like a nostalgia type of mode and I was talking to JJ about it. He hit me up about uh, the new Terror album because he's going to be seeing Terror coming up here in like a month and a half. Um, and... I don't know. It kind of gave me this like swift kick in the nuts. Kind of pet me up a little bit. Uh, gave me gave me a, a a a real good mental change. Definitely, man. I was thinking of some high school days. I was thinking like 10, 12 years back, and just having a good time. Thinking of all my friends. I reached out to a bunch of people. Um, you know, I, I stayed busy. I, but I, I let it. I let it kind of take its. I I let it have its effect on me. And I, and I think that's important. People sometimes have to throw themselves into situations that cause them to react differently, or maybe causes them to react in a way that they didn't know they need to react and I, I I say this to Becca all the time like I try not to show emotion I try to be as as emotionless as possible but sometimes you have to man sometimes shit builds up in you and you just have to kind of let it go you have to let some sort of energy go sometimes you need to have a cry sometimes you need to fucking hit something everybody I think feels this way and I was definitely feeling it especially while being sick so I was like man I need to I just need something that's gonna slap me in my face retro post-hardcore punk oh my it was fantastic went back to my senior weenie days it was fucking great I, I i felt i felt uh rebirthed you know it was it was awesome man and so uh talking with becca obviously becca's a big old school my chemical romance used fan uh kind of borderlines all those emo screamo type bands uh, so she got into it and she had an effect too. She was today listening to some, to some yellow card and, and almost couldn't, couldn't help but become emotionally, uh, she had an emotional outpour that she couldn't really control because it does. This kind of stuff brings up this nostalgia and these, these memories. And for a second, I was on this border of it being because I'm, I'm 30. I turned 30 in September and I don't know, I got a lot going on in my life right now. And there's a lot of decisions that I'm making with individually and with my friends and my family that are big moves, you know, starting a business, uh, joining another company that's starting up and trying to make big things happen, you know, having a consistent routine and a schedule that that is geared towards being productive and, and having some sort of work output. And, you know, and then just thinking about life, like, I, I you know, I'm not I've been in a new place for the last three years, and I feel like I'm finally gaining traction here, and I'm, I'm seeing a future, and I'm seeing a lot of things kind of take shape and, and move forward while other things are moving forward, and I'm having big discussions, and I'm having big talks, and I'm having things that are going on in my life that everybody, I think, goes through, so I chalked it up as me being 30. You know, I'm 30. I need to have, like, a nice little flashback, can, can, you know, compare and contrast where I was 10, 12 years ago, where, you know, why I'm here, just revisit my life, kind of go down memory lane, kind of get rejuvenated. I don't know what I need to do. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to cycle all these thoughts through my head and something that's helping is I'm able to talk with Becca about it. And I'm able to kind of express myself to my friends and, and me and Trent have had a, a bunch of deep conversations. And obviously I've been talking with all my friends back home doing this strong lifts challenge and, and, you know, I'm falling back into, into, you know, being active with my friends and having routines and getting back into that talk. And that's jacking me back up. And 
I don't really know what it is. And then I've got Becca over here listening to Yellow Card at the gym, nearly crying because it's like this emotional, you know, string that it's striking or this emotional chord that it's striking inside of her. And she's like, oh, I can't. Yellow Card, it's so impactful. And then she gets on Facebook and somebody from her past has been listening to Yellow Card. And she's just like, what? And she's overcome with all these different weird feelings and emotions. And I'm thinking to myself, man, maybe it's not because I'm 30. Maybe it's just shit that's going on right now. You know, we've got a ton of shit that's happened just in this past month and a couple days. Like it's 2018, we're a month and a couple days in and crazy fucking shit is going on already. You know, the government's shut down at least once. They're about to shut down again. Uh, We've got just the Super Bowl was fucking crazy. We got to talk about the Super Bowl, of course. We have to talk about uh, the apparent government like disagreement that people from other countries can't come here and live here and be happy here without going through some just outrageous fucking blacklisting. Then re- I don't. Know, there's just oh man, it's just a bunch of weird shit that's going on, and it seems that it's only getting weirder. Like I don't understand half the shit that's going on and half the shit that's going through people's heads like okay so a a prime example of this is after the super bowl fucking philadelphia almost got torn to the fucking ground because the goddamn eagles beat the patriots in the super bowl like i don't know if you guys saw footage of this but it's a uh i don't it was anarchy it was goddamn anarchy in philadelphia they were standing on top of ritz carlton like uh, entrances that are, you know, that, that cover street entries to hotels, like those canopies. People are just fucking hanging out, rocking on that. Some dude ate horse shit. Some guy legitimately picked up horse shit from a police, uh, a police horse and ate it. They were flipping cars over. They were lighting shit on fire. There are reports that the police in Philadelphia were greasing off the fucking streetlights with Crisco so people wouldn't climb them. It's fucking ridiculous. All because the Eagles beat the fucking Patriots in the Super Bowl. It was outrageous. It was it was fucking ridiculous. We just shot a rocket into space that had a car in it. Elon Musk is breaking rules all the fucking time. Is that guy not one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet? I so okay. Let's focus on Elon Musk for a second. Elon Musk is legitimately trying to change the world in so many different ways, and he is he is somebody that should be looked at in regards. To making decisions. He should be somebody that should be taken very seriously. And, you know, I've thought, I thought kind of for a second that there was a glimmer of hope to any president. If there was any type of hope that uh, Donald Trump was going to be a mediocre president at best was the fact that he, he had Elon Musk in his uh, advisory cabinet. Like he was an advisor for the president for a short period of time. And from what I read, he didn't like a lot of the decisions that Trump was going to make. He didn't think that Trump did research on a lot of the topics that he was making these really big decisions on. One of them happened to be our involvement in the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, the disbanding of that and 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 shutting that down, pulling pulling out of that or or or, or uh, extinguishing that is a decision that Elon Musk was not happy with that uh, that Trump made, and to pull out of the uh, Paris Climate Accord too. Very, very, very big environmentally is Elon Musk, and he sees the importance in preserving the planet and preserving uh, what we're on, this rock that's floating through space, and he knows that it's eventually going to be inhabitable probably with the way we're treating it. We're definitely making it that way, and I think that he takes those things very seriously and – you know, when you're appointed to be an advisor and advise someone of decisions and, 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 you know, calls that need to be made, 
you have to be, you know, you have to be wise in, in, in that, in that field. You have to make sure you know what you're talking about. And Elon Musk, I think definitely knows what he's talking about and knows what he's doing. And fuck man, that rocket and just the shit he's doing blows my mind. The cars, Tesla, everything. SpaceX is fucking ridiculous. And I keep seeing different videos of those two boosters that shot that rocket up in the fucking sky that like come back down and lands and land simultaneously. That is crazy. You can you can see three or four or five different video angles of these two boosters that land simultaneously. I mean the technology that these guys are fucking with is just too much. It's fucking crazy. And they're 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 doing phenomenal things, you know, and they're doing it all for the sake of progressing towards whatever the next step is progressing towards better environmental changes progressing towards being on a completely different environment entirely like going to mars they're everybody and that's kind of scary too the conspiracist the conspiracy theorist in me kind of sits back and go why does everybody want to get to mars so quick (laughs) like they all want to get there really fast everybody's got a plan to get there except for like china i think china's going back to the moon for whatever reason um I thought I heard that we were trying to go back to the moon too, but I don't think that's correct. I know that Obama said that he wanted to land on an asteroid. That's like the next big move. Um, but I don't even know if that's the plan anymore because I think Mars is just, I think it's all eyes on Mars. Like they want to get people up there and they want to get people up there quick. You know, they're predicting to have somebody on there by 2030. That's big moves. You know, it's the first time we've ever gone to another planet. Like big moves, you know, and Elon Musk is at the top of the game. I don't know if there's anybody else that's doing it as quick as he is, you know, and he loses rockets, he loses inventory, he makes mistakes, shit happens, or the, his company, maybe not him directly, but, you know, shit doesn't always go perfect, he's blown up a bunch of rockets, a bunch of rockets have failed, but he's also launching the biggest rocket in the world right now, up in the fucking, into the fucking space, into space, with the fucking car, like, he's blowing my, this guy's amazing, and I have a joke that I'm, that I'm doing right now for my stand-up, where I talk about there being, there needing to be a committee in place for when the aliens come. Because when the aliens come, they ask us, to take, or they tell us to take, take them to our leaders. I don't know if there's any leader I want to take aliens to right now. I think most of the leaders that are around right now are setting some bad examples for people that are observing on from the, if anybody is observing from the outside, they're looking at us going, man, humans are fucking up right now. You know, they're, they're destroying their home. They're not taking, especially America, who's supposed to lead the charge. They're, you know, the ones that were in charge for the last however many years America's been in charge for, we're losing, we're losing a lot of credibility and we're losing a lot of power from what it seems, uh, the, at least from, from my perspective. I've been looking into a lot of things and there's a lot of countries that understand you know, why we're, America is in the position that we're in, but they're also saying that we kind of got ourselves into this position and we need to get ourselves out of it. You know, a lot of people are looking at us like it, it's kind of, it is a reality show. It's a, it's a comedy reality show that we're going through right now because we have who we have running the show and we have what we have going on in within our own borders, not to mention the fact that we're disassociating ourselves with other countries on a pretty rapid scale. And... Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of weird. So if, to, if aliens were to come and want to be taken to who's in charge, who do we give them to? Definitely not us. Not Trump. You don't take him to Trump. No, you don't take him to Putin. No, Kim Jong Un. No, maybe China. Like that's the joke. <laughs> I don't. Or the joke is the fact that we're fucked. I don't know what the really the joke is, but it's kind of a doom and gloom situation if you ask me. If aliens were to come, because I don't know if anybody's really trying to correct this ship. Elon Musk is, that's for sure. 
So uh, that's my argument is we need like a committee. Everybody talks about, uh, you know, actually everybody talks about the fact that we need to have our government. Like it it doesn't need to be a two-party system. Um, And I just read something that someone's trying to propose a bill that changes the the party system. Uh, I think it is adding more parties and allowing the distribution of power to be a little bit differently from what I was reading. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to have to obviously look more into that because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, I think that that what once was a quiet rumbling of there needing to be a restructuring of our uh, political system, uh, I think that that's something that it could definitely happen. And I think people are actually talking about it now to where it's creating a, a louder rumble and it's eventually going to be louder and louder and louder. And it could end up being something pretty crazy. Um, that's really just what we're dealing with now. I think there's so much crazy shit going on in the world. We're just, all we really can do is sit back and and be a, a spectator at this point. Um, you know, it's important to be involved still and get involved in things that are important to you. But you definitely can't get caught up in all the bullshit that's going on because there's too much bullshit, way too much bullshit. You got to be real selective with what you're getting involved in and you have to make sure it's a good use of your time and you're not wasting time because that's something that we don't have right now. And I'm going down a weird tangent right now, but it's it's true. I mean, and that's something that I realized. Well, I got I had a lot of time to think this past week, and um, yeah, shit's crazy. You just got to keep moving. Can't got to keep your head up. Keep your fucking chin down, but your fucking head up. Don't let anybody come and take your shit. Don't let anybody come and and bamboozle you or make you look stupid. Don't let anybody come and and take your clout or fucking make a name off your name. No, nope. whatever you need to motivate yourself. You gotta be, you gotta constantly be moving. There's too much crazy shit going on right now. Fucking crazy. You know, Europe is uh, just passed a, uh, or they approved a proposal to give it a daylight savings time. Does that mean anything? If you give it a daylight savings time, what happens? I'm, I don't know. I didn't read, I, I read the article on Reddit as I was like walking up the stairs in the studio today. But I thought that was kind of interesting uh, that they're just saying fuck time. Uh, because that's the thing. Anybody watch the Super Bowl? I'm sure you guys did. I caught the second half. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not the fucking biggest football fan, but I enjoy football. Um, I, I look at it from an athleticism standpoint. I think that these guys are clearly the best in the world. They're crazy athletes. Uh, you know, in every game, somebody's doing something special because they're out there with the best in the world playing this fucking game and making it look easy and doing crazy catches and, and crazy plays and... and you know, and they do it week after week, and they put a lot of punishment and a lot of damage on their body. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm big into the into the the head trauma right now and the CTE and all that stuff's very important. I think that that's something that's very very important for the well being of athletes everywhere and for fans of the sport. No need to know that certain companies and certain sports are taking care of the people that are involved. You can't just look at it as a profit and say, oh well, you know, you have to make sure that you're setting these guys up um, for the rest of their lives. And you know that these guys, as long as the game's going to be uh, played the way it's played, are going to endure some damage, and they're making you millions and millions of dollars a year, you need to take care of them. And I know football is getting taken care of. That's a, that's another topic as well. But, yeah, so, I mean, I'm into sports. I like I like football. I try to make sure that uh, I, I watch the Super Bowl for the for the event of it. You know, it's only once a year. And it's, it's always a spectacle. The whole NFL football thing right now, losing popularity, I've saw maybe a whole two games all season. Um, I catch a lot of it peripherally, you know, catch some highlights here and there, read some news. That's about it. Um, but yeah, it was a crazy game. Um, obviously, I knew that Nick Foles was a replacement quarterback, Big Dick Nick. Anybody that doesn't know, he's got the biggest dick on the Eagles, according to Reddit. That's why his nickname is Big Dick Nick. 
Um, he came in the championship game. Uh, they won that, and then obviously the Super Bowl. Uh, he was fantastic, man. He's a, he's a great quarterback. From what I was from that those two showings he had, you know, seemed like he was willing to take some risks, willing to take some chances, and and obviously the Super Bowl they kept pointing out that he was thrown into some coverage left and right, man. He was throwing some crazy plays, and then obviously that trick play that they made where he scored the touchdown, he caught the pass and scored the touchdown, you know. Uh, it was it was a good game. It was fun. Tom Brady's still the GOAT, so he lost one. I heard Giselle said some stupid shit, too, after the fact. I haven't been paying attention to that, but, I mean, Tom Brady's the fucking greatest football player probably of all time. I think that that's going to—I think that's cemented itself already, especially after last year's Super Bowl and the, the, the come-from-behind victory that they had. And, you know, they uh, something that, that I realized that I've talked about a little bit after the game was <clears throat> uh, Philadelphia had scored that fumble— uh, or the sack, and it was the only sack of the game. It led to the fumble, so the Patriots lost the ball. Uh, the Eagles ended up scoring, and then the Patriots got the ball back, and the, one of the commentators was like, well, now the Patriots, Tom Brady has 2 minutes and 45 seconds uh, to make something happen, and it's completely possible that he makes something happen because it's Tom Brady. And then the other commentator goes, well, actually, he's got 2 minutes and 45 seconds plus a timeout plus a two-minute warning. So he has all day. And I was like, damn, that's powerful. Tom Brady is literally looked at. He they just he just got sacked. He just fumbled. They just lost possession and got scored on. And they still think that he could come back and fuck everybody's world up. That's how powerful Tom Brady is. And I know a lot of people hate him, and I know that a lot of people don't like him, and he's a goat, and everybody's going to have haters. But he's, come on, the greatest quarterback of all time. You can't deny that. And he played a fantastic game. The game broke several records for not only post, but preseason, or uh, regular season records as well, and postseason records. It was a very big deal. Um, JT Lake, my boy, shout out to Jaime Lechuga, um, who equally loves Justin Timberlake just as much as I do. JT Lake had a, had a, a, a halftime performance during the Super Bowl. Um, I like JT Lake, man. I've always been a Justin Timberlake fan. Uh, this goes back to my boy band days. Uh, I've always liked him. Always thought he was thought he was very talented. Um, I don't know how I feel about this new album. I've listened to it all the way through, and it seems like it's an album that's going to be played in like an H and M uh, for like the next two years for sure. Uh, Supplies is a banger song. Uh, I describe that to Trent as being just. He's basically saying, whatever you need, the world's going to go to shit, but I'll take care of you for fucking ever because I'm the fucking man and I got supplies. Fuck you. Fuck everybody else. He's basically stunting on everybody. Pretty powerful, Justin Timberlake. But the rest of the album, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. It's definitely no future sex love sounds. It's definitely no 2020 experience. Um, it's JT Lake, so it's good. It's my boy, but it's nothing. it's nothing too powerful, man. But... You know, he had a fantastic halftime performance. The tribute to Prince was awesome. You know, that that was that was a good, a kind nod. Um, and I was actually reading into that. I heard he wanted to do a Prince hologram. Uh, but Prince ha- has gone on record of not liking holograms, thinking that they're demonic. And, and he, uh, he respected that. So he opted not to do the Prince uh, hologram and instead just did, like, the portrait tribute he had. And then obviously they lit up, they lit up the city. Uh, Prince being from from uh, Philadelphia and you know it was purple it was fucking beautiful 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 display a great nod to Prince uh, somebody also photoshopped uh, Prince uh, played by Dave Chappelle into the the backdrop banner that they had that had actual Prince's face and that was great that was classic uh, I, I'm sorry he's not from Philadelphia he was from 
wherever the Super Bowl is at. And I don't know where the Super Bowl is at. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, fake news. Yeah, spreading that fake news here. Yeah, Prince is from wherever the Super Bowl was at, not from Philadelphia. Uh, and so, he, yeah, they obviously play, paid tribute to him. Him and Justin Timberlake are, I guess, really good friends, too, from, uh, from what I was reading. Which is awesome, man. I would love to be friends with Justin Timberlake and with Prince. That'd be dope. I'd like to be friends with just anybody famous who I could kind of just, like, hang out with and be like, yo, what kind of famous shit do you do? I bet you a bunch of famous people are fucking boring, though. I bet you they do way too much shit where they're, they're pretty boring. I don't know, probably not Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake probably, like, still does coke and probably, I don't know, fucks hookers still? You think he fucks hookers still? I think he ever fucked a hooker? Do you think when they made boy bands, when they made, like, because boy bands are created, right? We've all seen the South Park episode. They're created. You don't fucking just hang out with your friends in the living room and start a boy band like you would start a band. Like me, I was in a band, but that's because I played guitar and I got, I had other friends that played other instruments and it was fun to kind of create music together, even though it was shitty. So I was in a band. You don't do that for a boy band. You're not in the living room singing acapella. Maybe you do. I don't know. Do you? I'm pretty sure boy bands are created. I'm gonna go with boy bands are created. So when a boy band's created, do you think they pay them? You think they buy them hookers? They do, right? No, they've got to. They definitely have to. I think that's true. Tough topic. That's what we're talking about. Okay. <clears throat> that's perfect. I'm gonna get into some tough topics. Whew. I talk fast, guys. I'm sorry. I've got a lot to talk about, though. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't recorded in two weeks. I've got a lot on my mind. Um, talking tough topics. Uh, here are some tough topics that uh, we're gonna we're gonna be discussing here on Common Chaos in the future. Obviously, suicide—that's a big one. <clears throat> I have a blog up right now on CommonChaos.net on suicide. Um, this is going to be a conversation that we're going to have that's going to continue for quite some time, just because of of the the nature of the conversation. It's kind of tough. Um, it's it's a uh, you you have to talk about it with an open mind. You have to talk about it with um, the intent to have an understanding of it in my opinion you have to understand suicide to you can't just it's a tough topic to talk about so if you're going to talk about it you have to talk about it with an open mind with an open heart with you know willing to hear other sides of something it's a, it's a it's a tough topic to talk about and a lot of people are affected by it and it's especially tough to talk about when it maybe hasn't directly affected you but has affected somebody um, that's in the conversation or somebody that you're close with and you know maybe it's made other conversations and maybe it's just made life difficult suicide's a tough thing and especially if if you're someone who contemplates it um and i'm a firm believer that uh you know you should that's never the answer i'll never be one that says oh suicide is there 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 is a reason for suicide there is an answer there and i will never i don't think uh feel that way i don't think that that is the answer and i do believe that everybody can be helped to an extent I think mental health has a lot to do with it. I think environmental situations have a lot to do with it. Uh, and I think life is just a tough little game. Not everybody can hack it, but uh, you can definitely try. And I don't necessarily think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough topic to talk about, but we are. We're, we're having a discussion. And I just did a report on physician-assisted suicide, which I do pull for, because I do believe that you as a human have the right to make your own decisions. And if there's anything that you're given complete and full control over, it should be yourself, uh, your life included. And as you get older, and if you get ill, and you're you're you know, and you fall victim to a terminally, a, a terminal disease, or, or you fall terminally ill, and you're you're not going to get any better, and it's just going to slowly kill you. 
if you want to go out that way and you want to end it on your own accord and you're of sound mind and body and you make that decision, then I think you have that right. Um, especially if you know that the future is just going to be doom and gloom, especially if you know that it's just going to be pain and suffering. And, uh, it gets, it gets to the point to where it's too much, I think. And, you know, when you're put on hospice, um, uh, palliative care is, uh, is another word, uh, which is just basically making people comfortable at the end of their lives. Um, it's P-A-L-L-A palliative care palliative care i think it's p-a-l-l-a-l-a-t-i-v-e palliative care i believe is how it's pronounced but it's basically just end of life care uh if you're terminally ill and you're on your way out they try to make you as comfortable as possible uh and they try to make it easy on you and your family but it isn't always easy you know and a lot of times when people do go you're drugged up especially if it's a terminal illness and it's just taken over like cancer cancer's rough man your last days are miserable you're 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 you know you're dying your body is shutting down and quitting on you and dying and it's miserable and you're probably in pain and agony and and you're you know you're you're mentally facing it that's got to be tough too you know but some people have that mental that mental fortitude where they're just like, Hey, it's death. You know, I'm going to face it. And uh, death scares me. I'm scared fucking of dying. I think about it every day. It's horrible, horrible. Um, you know, but some people come to terms with it and some people can make that decision. And I think if you can, and you just want to be at peace, that's a decision that you're allowed to make. So I wrote a paper on it, put that up on the website. It's getting a good response. It's, it's, it's irritating some people. Some people have answered to it uh, negatively and have reached out to me and said that they don't think that that's correct. And anybody that uh, advocates that type of power, advocates that right, uh, should be punished and <laughs> should be uh, uh, put in jail or have licenses taken away or something like that. And it's fine. I know people are going to have their opinions, but it is a tough topic. And, uh, when discussing it, 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 it opened up a whole new window of other topics that are, I think are tough to discuss that a lot of people don't like talking about, like politics. Politics, obviously, people say don't talk about politics and religion. Religion's another one. Um, I think that's a topic that we're going to be trying to focus on here coming up shortly because it has a part in um, in suicide. You know, a lot of religions ha- hold suicide as a ultimate sin and like the absolute worst. And if you ever do it, you're not going to go to heaven. Excuse me. Um, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get into that that illustrious paradise of an afterlife if you commit suicide. Um, and obviously, religion has its roots in philosophy, and you know, suicide is an ethical thing, a moral thing. Uh, so I think that's gonna play a big part in this conversation as well. Mental health is gonna play a big part in this conversation. That's another tough one to talk talk about. Um, I actually did with my friend with Andrew, who's involved in the Strong List. We had an idea for a long time of doing uh, uh, kind of diving into the homeless issue because back in Southern California where we're from, there's an issue that, that was it was booming at the time. And out here in Austin it is too. And I think mental health has a lot to do with the homeless population. And the homeless, I won't even say population, I'll say the homeless situation because that's what it is. It's a situation. The homeless population is part of our population. Therefore, we need to kind of address it in my opinion. That needs to be something that's met with um, – some sort of a goal or resolution uh, at some point. And I don't think that that is. I don't think a lot of cities are are paying attention to that issue, and like especially Austin. Austin's being affected by it big, and it's been an issue over the last decade. And I've talked to a lot of people moving out here, and they said, you know, I, in fact, when we were moving out here, there weren't many complaints, but out of the, the there was two main complaints we got. Traffic, obviously, because the population out here in Austin is just booming like crazy. And then uh, the homeless issue which has pretty much just taken over downtown. 
uh, you can kind of equate that to, I guess, any major city that you're gonna you're gonna have your downtown. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have that as an issue, but it's how you handle it. You know, and I think mental health is a big thing, and I think that leads to a lot of people being in that situation. Um, and I think it has, I think mental health has a lot to do with people being suicidal as well. Um, I think mental health has a lot to do with a lot of different things. And, and another uh, one that I actually just wrote down that we're going to talk about is the, uh, the prison system. Me and Brandon were actually discussing, cause he just did a report on the prison system, I believe. And we were discussing how, how, uh, how that is, is what the prison system is. Uh, especially the privatized prison system, uh, all these prisons that are private business or private, I guess businesses. Yeah, these prisons that are just private entities that are just there to house people and earn whatever tax breaks they're getting or revenue they get or whoever owns prisons. I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand fully how they work, but I know that it's a lot of uh, bad ethical tactics and moral tactics. Uh, or and I guess not eth- bad ethical or moral tactics, but I guess there's no ethical or moral approach to bettering the prison system like it, it's it's a shitty system and it there's no sign of it improving for the people that fund it the people that are i mean not the people that fund it but the people that are involved with the prison system whether you know inmates uh employees it's not getting any better for them and it sure as hell isn't getting any better for the people that are actually in prison and I think that's a tough conversation to have because a lot of people think, well, they're prisoners. Do they really need to have a quality of life? Absolutely. They're human beings. Human beings should never be given uh, a poor quality of life if it can be helped. And, and, and I, I firmly believe that. And I think that that's something that goes for not only here in the States, but all over the world. And I think population's an issue because of it. And I, that's another tough topic, population. You know, people are you advocating, like, they're decreasing the population? I, do I think people should stop fucking and having babies? Yeah, I, d- I definitely think that uh, not everybody just needs to fuck for the sake of reproducing and adding more people to this statistic that's just climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, and I think that because of the population, people tend to, or the population, I mean, 7 billion people, it's an outrageous amount of people. Uh, there's a level of, of there's a level of not caring at, at a certain point about everybody, and I think that everybody falls into the category of not caring about everybody. That's why not everybody's opening their doors to the homeless population in their city. Um, but I do think that you can collectively get together and figure out some things and figure out some issues. And I think that uh, mental health and the homeless situation and all that's intertwined. Suicide's all intertwined. We got to start. We, uh, yeah, man, it's life's a weird situation. Um, and on, on the prison topic, the reason I, I brought that up is me and Brandon were talking about it. Um, the prison system all over the United States obviously holds a high amount of people um, all over the world, too. And prison systems, you know, we don't have the worst prison system. We, we don't have the best either, but we don't have the worst. Um, but all over the world, there's prison systems. And uh, I was just reading a report from, um, it is called Frontier FrontiersIn.org. Um, I believe it stands for FrontierInsider.org. Uh, and it was a study done by two universities uh, in Amsterdam that focused on the effects of uh, cognitive reasoning and functioning function in inmates in prison. Uh, and they showed a decrease in creativity, happiness, and productivity with just three months of being locked in prison. And they also ran, I guess, I guess specific tests on 
the likelihood of people getting out of this like depression. They they so they said that people fell into depression and anxiety because they're um, they were feeling restricted uh, creatively. They're restricted. Um, obviously, they're in prison, so they're not able to go out and be social. Uh, so these restrictions uh, had this heightened sense, or gave them this heightened sense of like anxiety and depression within these inmates. Uh, and then they weren't easily brought out of that mental state either. Uh, so the study pointed to how they treat prisoners when they when they leave prison. Um, that's actually a, a big a big thing here in the states is the exit program for prisoners. A lot of times prisoners uh, will be released from prison and then they go right back in because they're not put in some sort of program where they're uh, taught or shown how to be productive citizens. They're just put back on the street with the shit that they had in their pockets when they went into prison. And if you're in there for 10, 20, 30 years, you know, you're thrown back into this whole new world. Uh, And they're saying that it takes only three months for there to be a mental effect of being locked up and long-term inmates, obviously that are in there for a long time may not be able to cope or, or uh, reconnect or properly acclimate themselves to the real world when they get out. And it's important to look at, especially when you have, you know, crimes or people in there that don't necessarily need to be in there. There is just, uh, well, the first thing that uh, that has to do with prisons that brought this conversation up too was the fact that uh, San Francisco is looking to release a bunch of inmates that are in uh, the system for marijuana-related charges. Now that marijuana is legal in California, shout out California, making big moves. Let's give it up for California. <clears throat> I was just coughing. That's why I got away from the mic. Uh, but California making big moves, uh, legalizing marijuana uh, recreationally, so you can just go in, buy pot whenever you want in California. It's a beautiful thing. I know we're making progress. Vermont, by the way, just uh, I think it was 201 to 1 voted for legalization of medical marijuana. So, yeah, making moves. Making moves for cannabis all over the world um but yeah so they're basically getting rid of a bunch of cases in san francisco of people that have uh, marijuana marijuana offenses um, because it's decriminalized now it's recreational so you shouldn't be locked up in prison for a marijuana offense Uh, it was a stupid offense to be locked up in the first place if you ask me it's just a plant and yeah people are spending their lives in there because of it and it's stupid so uh they're urging other uh cities and states that have legal recreational marijuana to follow suit and decriminalize or uh basically uh, free up these cases of people that are in trouble due to marijuana. They just want to basically erase them from the system, erase them from ever happening, happening, uh, get people back into society and functioning adults. And uh, yeah. And there's also the recent um, story about, I think it was here in Texas, believe it or not. There was this girl who uh, was accused this guy of, of raping her like six years ago. And just recently came clean on a Facebook post, admitted to not actually being assaulted. And I guess it got back to the people that represent the gentleman that was in prison. And they're having him removed. He'll be, with, he'll be out within a month. They're taking that into account, I guess. And he'll be out of prison within the month. But he was also locked up for six years. And that's... You know, that's someone that lost six years of their lives in the prison system for being falsely accused of something, Uh, you know, and they're just planning on, I'm sure, throwing them back into society, expecting them to just be cool and be okay and make it, get out there and be somebody, right? I think it's kind of fucked up. I think that that's something that needs to be discussed. And uh, yeah, that's been a hot topic as of late. And it's been in the news, especially with the moves in California. 
You know, it's a lot of people's lives that are going to be affected positively because of that, because they went away for some stupid plant. So, yeah, makes you think. Um, Monogamy and polygamy is another topic we're going to talk about, which I feel people don't like talking about. I listened to this Duncan Trussell podcast the other day, and I'm pretty sure Duncan Trussell is just a... Uh, just fucking everybody now is I think what he was saying on his uh, Duncan Trussell family hour. Pretty sure he's just fucking everybody that he comes in contact with and he's happy. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, relationships and sex and love and monogamy and polygamy and how that plays its part in life and death. going to talk about death and physical health and a whole ton of other shit, guys. It's going to be fun. All right, it's 6.57. I've been in here for about 50 minutes, and I've talked about a lot of shit. I'm going to talk about a couple more things. What do we have? Um, talked about being nostalgic. That was nice. Talked about Becca being nostalgic. That was nice. Um, oh, as I put up that uh, suicide blog to Ohio, uh, just passed a bill that they, want to, they too want to support physician-assisted suicide. So they will be actually the sixth state in the United States to take up that law. Uh, dying with dignity laws, what it's referred to a lot of times, but Ohio, uh, they're they're getting ready for it, and that's actually what started the conversation on the public forums on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, and that's what got a lot of the a lot of the heat was I posted that and asked people's opinions about it, and some people were upset, offended, motivated by it, and that's what prompted us to continue talking about it. And Brandon's comments on his episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to Brandon Hamilton's episode with me. Uh, on I think it's like three or four or five episodes back um yeah he's a good guy brandon's coming back i'm excited for that this strong lifts challenge shout out to brandon dat boy Beham on instagram i'm gonna shout out all my friends on instagram and give out their handles real quick brandon dat boy Beham. that's d-a-t-b-o-y-b-ham brandon hamilton on instagram uh my boy andrew waddles i believe it's w-a-d-o-l-s underscore 24 i think He's on there. My boy Emmanuel, I don't know his Instagram handle. My boy Andre, or Tresmil, T-R-E-S-M-I-L. He's in the challenge. My boy Tum Tum, or Native Italian 51, he's in here as well. Uh, Tum Tum actually designed a t-shirt for us called Blood and Ink. Uh, it is this uh, Indian headpiece that we have. We're going to be putting that out. That's actually going to be exclusively done for the festival. Uh, so shout out Tum Tum. Michael Zambroda, love you, buddy. Thank you for doing that. Um, so that's going to be a design that we're going to have at the festival. Uh, also got stickers made today. We got the spark sticker, the live your truth sticker was made today. Uh, Jacqueline Marguerite Kern, my beautiful sister too. She's going to have, uh, she's going to have a shirt at the festival as well. Her flower child shirt or flower power or whatever we're going to call it. I don't know. It's a weird name. Um, a weird design, but very, very, very nice. It's been a huge hit. Uh, we did a couple test products for it, and so far that was the most popular design we have of the five designs we have. We have five designs. I'll have, I believe, all five of them at the festival. Super excited about this thing, man. The SoCal Psych Out, it's going to be awesome. March 16th, 17th, and 18th, my first official festival under the Common Chaos banner. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to go out there and hang out with friends and family in California. Beautiful, sunny Southern California. Um, go to that festival, meet a lot of fans, a lot of friends, a lot of new people do some podcasts out there coming back next week uh gonna have hopefully becca in here with me talk about life talk about her graduating cosmetology school being a badass she is has worked so hard for the past year at this uh at this whole hairstylist thing and she's cutting everybody's hair now and already scheduling appointments the day after she graduated she scheduled an appointment 
to do hair because she's a fucking badass. So we're going to have her in here next week talking about uh, her feels and how being nostalgic with uh, some music helped her. Helped her and her. her. She's been on fire too lately, man. She's been reading a lot and she's just been decluttering the mind, the soul, everything. And she's been a very powerful. She's been very powerful. There's anybody that has been pushing me um, over the last month. It has been Becca. Rebecca, I love you. You're you're fucking fantastic. <clears throat> Proud of you. Um, shout out to my boy Chris Rubio and Become What You Mean. Uh, this guy is keeping me on my toes because he's doing nothing but work and he keeps putting it up on his website. Check it out, becomewhatyoumean.com. I believe they'll be having a podcast coming up here shortly. They already have one on Stitcher if you want to go check it out, Become What You Mean. Uh, this guy's taking a year traveling the world and documenting it, uh, living his dream. Um, just spreading the word of, of progress and growth and empowerment. And he's a very powerful person, Chris Rubio. Shout out. Love you, man. Keep it up. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We're at 55 minutes. Um, shout out to Austin Live and Local, as always. Shout out to the Permanent Records Studios. That's where we are at currently right now. South Austin, Texas, Permanent Records Studios. Beautiful studios. These guys are awesome. Always accommodating. Um, love being here. Love coming in and doing this. Um, life's crazy right now. If you guys are going through any shit, any any low days, any any valleys, whatever you're experiencing, if it's tough, if it's if it's weighing down, if it's weighing you down, if it's making you feel heavy, making you feel sluggish, giving you a bad attitude, if it's making you respond to people poorly, if it's making you a shitty human being, if it's ma- if it's making you grumpy, if it's making you sad, anything, whatever it is, take a second, detach from everything, just breathe try to feel better, talk to somebody, vent, go write, go hit a punching bag, go run, go just run away from everything, but you're not going to get far because you probably don't run, and that's why you're in a shitty mood, so you might make it like two or three blocks, and then you just fucking run back home, and you deal with it, but uh, yeah, just do something, make yourself happy, stay busy, stay productive, do something, that's the goal and the message for today, do something. Um, we've got the strong list challenge going to keep getting sore with all my friends. Uh, thank you guys for doing that. Shout out to everybody that's involved. Uh, if you want to get involved, all you got to do is do strong list. It's real simple. I have it up on the Instagram, talked about it on the Facebook. Um, you guys can just Google strong list and you'll get the entire routine. It's really simple. The only goal is progress. So keep it up. Shout out everybody that's involved in that. Um, and I think we are done. Commonchaos.net. For all your common chaos needs, your shirts, your merch, um, I am going to be launching all the designs that I am making coming up here shortly for the festival on the website, so you will have the chance to uh, get those, get them in your hands, um, and yeah, we got that festival. Uh, you can get tickets for that festival at Eventbrite, just search SoCal Psych Out, that is S-O-C-A-L, SoCal, and then Psych Out is, spe- is spelled um, P-S-Y-C-H-E. O-U-T, SoCal Psych Out. Check that out. Pioneer Town, California, March 16th, 17th, and 18th. This is the Common Chaos Podcast, commonchaos.net for all your loving bullshit. I don't even know what I'm saying now. I'm done. This is an hour. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Commonchaos.net for all your needs. Um, And yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Any conversation, let's have one. Love you guys. Bye.